Hey, mm-hmm. Picasso's mm-hmm. freestyle. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. eating a couple wings mm-hmm. with a couple kings. Mm-hmm. They're my favorite things. Hey, mm-hmm. hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. I'm not a good freestyle rapper. Wait, hold on. I'm waiting for a second. First, I was frozen, then I was muted. Folks, what the hell is up? If it's Wednesday, you know it is what's train wreck watching. And like the Disney Channel always said, all good things must come to an end. And for that, for Disney Plus, we have to say that today to the book of Boba Fett. But it did not go out quietly, folks. In fact, it went out with quite a bang. So let's get our panel in here, our all-star panel. You know him, you love him. Joe Casali, Mr. Hollywood Casali Files, how are you doing today, sir? Oh, I am doing uh yeah, I'm doing good. Fantastic. You know, we had another great episode today uh for uh our Star Wars Wednesday watch. Um, I mean, this show, it's funny. This show, it you know, it not I mean, I've been really, you know, digging what they've been doing, but it kind of started off slow. But these past episodes, these last few episodes literally brought a a punch every time and uh this episode uh you know did the same where it just you know did did an insane way of kind of wrapping things up while heading into the future uh particularly uh you know with our mando friend dinjarn so there's so much to talk about and i can't wait to talk about it with you boys hey and speaking of packing a punch a man with takes who pack a punch harder than kersantan it's the micah man jake micah Micah, how are we doing tonight? How are we feeling after this Book of Boba installation? Uh, Jesus Christ. I wasn't expecting to be on a, a roller coaster for an hour. I can't tell you that. I mean, what a what a wired that was. Um, great. It's a great night. It's National Pizza Day. So, I mm-hmm. mean, you can't go wrong with that. I got it right on the first try this year. If you haven't watched this episode, turn this off. Order some Picasso's pizza and go watch this episode of Book of Boba Fett because it was incredible. Um, but if you've already seen it, you were in for a treat hour long. I, once I saw that, I knew we were in for some good stuff in this and loved it. I, I just can't wait to get into it with you guys. Cause there's a lot, there's so many amazing things in this episode that we got to get into. It's national pizza day. Order your Picasso's pizza folks. But on Tatooine, it was everybody trying to get a piece of that pie. You had <laughs> Cad Bane working with the pikes. You had Boba hunkering, hunkering down in the sanctuary, kind of a power move on uh, Boba by the mods to start up. Let's slowly go through this episode. I know uh, there's a lot, obviously, to digest. Um, spoilers, obviously, incoming. And then at the end, we'll kind of wrap up our thoughts on the series. Because it's hard to do because so much was on the back half of these last three episodes. So much mm-hmm. was in this episode. So, Boba goes to see, uh, you know, obviously, the sanctuary was blown up by the Pikes. And the mods pull a power move. They're saying, we're with the people. We're not going back to the palace to retreat against that. We're hunkering down. Tough position for Boba to be in out of the gate, boys. No, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's it's crazy how, um, I mean, you see throughout this whole series how Boba's, uh, you know, point of, you know, taking charge really kind of uh, led way with, you know, he learned a lot when he was with the Huts, uh, you know, like obviously from Return of the Jedi and stuff, all the way to when he was crawling out of the Sarlacc pit. You know, when when he was with the Tuscan Raiders and and all the way through now, it really, you know, I mean, his his progression at least has shown that not only he wants to be like a true leader, but he 
you know, he wants to do it in a respectful way and to be respected by his peers, you know, unlike what Jabba did. Uh, so really, you know, he, he already knew his plan. He knew what the assignment was. So that was, you know, his, his whole motivation was <laughs> to just do it, you know, in, in a respectable, but, you know, in like a warrior type way, which I mean, again, from what they kind of set up from, from episode one, it, it really kind of shows how much, you know, we, we've learned from Boba because, you know, this is also a character that we've only, you know, like he, he was in Empire Strikes Back and everybody fell in love with him and then they killed him off in Return of the Jedi and only in an extended lore they brought him back. So to to actually, you know, live with this character now is is really remarkable how they were able to do, um, you know, with, with just short time because, you know, this series has only went on for seven episodes. So it's it's pretty crazy yeah. to see what, what they were able to complete. Yeah, this you put it so beautifully there, Casali, because this episode and this whole series was just kind of about Boba and the different relationships he's built since his time coming out of the Sarlacc pit, right? Like we we didn't know much about Boba, and I think the first thing we would have assumed without having a TV show, without having him show up on Mandalorian or anything, is just that he would have been a ruthless, cold-blooded killer, right? Like he was a bounty hunter. We all just kind of thought, oh, that's a badass. He's just going to go kill get the get money whatever his plan is and there it gave us so much more with boba fett like um, the man of honor that he's been this whole time and just the code that he goes by and wanting to run right away setting the tone wanting to run tatooine the way he wants to run it he's going to do it his way or, and all that and this is such a beautiful culmination of all those things and um just seeing the people that he was a kind of able to gather up and, and help for his cause come together in this way. It was great to see. And definitely, I mean, not a direction I ever thought we'd see Boba Fett in, but I really appreciated it. It really did humanize him, whether it was when he was training with the, you know, the Tuscan families or whether he was, you know, when he was petting the Rancor, just a lot of moments that were very memorable throughout this series. And obviously it all culminates this. So you got Boba Fett, mm-hmm. Mando, uh, Mando just kind of strolls in to, uh, you know, the sanctuary. Very, very Mando-esque, I guess. Mando's kind of like the Batman in that way. He kind of can just walk into any area. He did it with the, uh, what would you call that area where he introduced himself in Chapter 5? Like a like the back of like a butcher's like yeah, uh, thing? Or the, like a... Yeah, butcher. That's what I would go like with. Like a meat, like a deli shop or <laughs> something. Or, shop, or, or, yeah, yeah, yes, meat, meat shop, whatever the hell that was. But <laughs> yes, Mando has a tendency to just walk into these areas that he wants to get in again if he pulls that card. Um, and yeah, a kind of an interesting moment, uh, a pretty funny moment uh, between Boba and Mando. Obviously, the uh, Pikes start closing and they try and negotiate uh, first with Cad Bane. Cad Bane's back. Um, what'd you guys think of? Uh, you know, him in this episode, obviously he had a big uh, scene in the end, but what do you think mm-hmm. of uh, him overall in this two episode arc and overall in these negotiations? I mean, it really goes to show how much of a, of a true force of nature he really is. I mean, from, you know, from just his walk to, you know, just like his tone, he really is like this menacing figure where, you know, he doesn't, you don't need the force, you don't, you know, like, you don't need that kind of, you know, power within, you know, the dark side. Just, you know, uh, <clears throat> just have, you know, the 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 kind of, uh, you know, soldieristic uh, vibe of, you know, like a lone gunslinger, you know, throughout the galaxy. So I really enjoyed, you know, his. I mean, he looked great, too. I mean, the way that they were able to, you know, mold him, um, you know, from right from, you know, the 
the cartoons and stuff. I thought they did a really good job um, all the way to, you know, just bringing them to life. I think they did a really good job to kind of showcase, you know, how how evil this guy is. I really mm -hmm. have been digging him a lot. Yeah, uh, I was not expecting Cad Bane negotiator. I didn't, I mean, he's not, he's usually not very well versed in the talking thing. It's usually shoot first, talk later. So it was very interesting to see this kind of conversation and made me just really want to see whatever interactions they've had in the past because clearly they've run into each other in some way, whether it's reputation wise at the cantina <clears throat> one night. I don't know what happened between Boba and, and Cad there, but I, I would really love to hear that. Um, but I'm yeah, pretty it, sure I'm pretty sure they've crossed paths in the Clone Wars series, but I don't recall like any prolonged storyline or like having a whole episode dedicated to it. If I do, I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm just watching them too quickly. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, they definitely like uh, alluded to that there was quite a there's something story a little bit more. There. Yeah, 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 something a little bit more. So uh, that would be if there's something else they they usually give us those little threads and then pull on them a lot with the Star Wars the way they've been doing it. So that'd be interesting to see. But he definitely came in. I mean, obviously, I wasn't here last week to talk with you guys. Announced his authority immediately and definitely kept up the the menace. I would say at the beginning of this episode. Where the hell? Uh, so uh, okay, okay, okay. So Boba shows a little restraint. By the way, Cad Bane drops the bomb that we all knew was coming, that we all suspected was coming, was that it was the Pikes behind the desecration yeah. of the Tuscan family uh, to Boba. Instead of the Nixto Rider gang, which never really made sense. They were never mm -hmm. really players beside an episode F. <laughs> All they were good for was one cool uh, cinematic shot of Slave One pulling up behind him and pulling the trigger. Yep. Yeah, With yeah. that said, oh man, it's like the great thing about there's a great thing about the Mandalorian episodes, and they executed it here with Boba Fett, where they don't even need to be moving quickly, they don't need to be doing anything quickly, but you can just feel the emotion behind like. Even though they have no face, even though they're not moving quickly, you can still feel Boba's tension and Boba's anger in that moment when he realized oh, yeah. what was going on. And, uh, yeah, so very powerful there. Um, what else uh, stood out to you guys? I guess we're kind of cruising along. I don't want to go too far because I know there was a lot going on in this episode. Um, anything else from the earlier part of the episode that you guys – I just have everybody shining as a caption because literally it felt like everybody <laughs> had a big role in this happy. Well, yeah, I mean, even, uh, I mean, one of my favorite parts uh, for sure, too, is, um, you know, we got, we went back to, uh, you know, our favorite hangar uh, with Motto. And, I'd say and, that's next to the storyline for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that I just can't wait to dive into, too, because obviously uh, my boy is back. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it really all along, it, it just kind of, you know, it was good how it just kind of moved, you know, and. and 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 it kind of just you know even though we all kind of knew like i mean we were all building up to this big battle this big war that like and then even you know it's funny i was talking to some friends at work and and we were kind of just saying like oh like they're building up to this war but there's only one episode left so it really kind of you know shows how much you know they really you know took place into uh the storytelling wise to really fit so much into just one hour of 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 tele television i mean robert rodriguez was uh was the guy behind this episode and i mean he's he's been he's done great things forever so he really kind of you know put his his uh, personal touch into this and it really uh you know was a all-out western you know space western which you know that's what star wars <laughs> always was you know 
That's what it, it literally I've I've watched so many of those old Western movies randomly at like my grandma's house when I was little and everything. They all and it it, it that's exactly what this whole episode felt like is like yeah. the, is the climbing action of some any Western movie you've watched, but just with all the different characters and, and creatures and everything you see in Star Wars. I mean, there is some interesting, interesting things that we got to see throughout this episode. Um, I'm giving a shout out to my biker gang, though. The biker, this was like the best biker gang episode I think mm -hmm. we had. Um, just not from their usefulness for one thing, but also just showing like, I remember I was skeptical of them right away, but they were really loyal and and did a lot of, I mean, like you said, everybody had their moment in this. And I think that that, that was one group that I was still skeptical of what was going to happen with them going on. And all my skepticism was to be not for my uh for the team of boba everybody kind of held out their own and went to war and it what a war it was though what a war it was yeah you had the mods hitting their timely threes you had you know mando <laughs> mando is like you know your your second string point guard off the bench in book, yeah. in book of boba but, but he's arguably better than the first string and there's always a yes. debate within the fans whether you know who's the better <laughs> but they work perfectly as a team as we saw this episode um, I, I mean, you can see it in my reaction video, not to get all caught up in that, but when they came out with that double jetpack attack after oh the uh, failed negotiation, by the way, gotta put credit where credit's due, the major domo of Mok Shai's, I can't ever remember his actual name, if they've ever actually said he has a name, just the major domo, killed it this episode. He was oh, absolutely yeah. hysterical. Whether right. it was just the mannerisms, talking about the negotiating, he was absolutely hysterical. When things were tense, basically all episode. The entire episode was people firing at each other or talking about firing at each other, and this dude managed to be hysterical. So credit to him as an actor. But he goes out and tries to negotiate. It's not flying. But meanwhile, what is flying is we got into Caselli's favorite hangar. We all see it, the X-Wing, and we see R2-D2. We're like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? <laughs> and then – she kind of approaches it, and then when when nothing happened, when no one came out for the first like three to four seconds, that was when my alarms were going off, Sally. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, come on, I, you know, because that was the that was the thing. I mean, last week's episode, you know, uh, ended with that kind of cliffhanger decision where Grogu, Baby Yoda, had to, you know, make a decision whether he wanted to stay and train with Luke or go back with Mando. And and as much as you want to go back and forth on you know, what would be the right decision and, you know, the best decision, you know, obviously that, that's up for debate whether uh, or not, you know, obviously, listen, I love Baby Yoda. I love Grogu. He's all over my apartment. So it's to see, you know, to just have the chance to get him back, which I mean, at the end of the day, we kind of knew there was no way they were going to do a season three of Mando without, you know, the, the two of them together again. So, so once the X-Wing came in and, and, you know, we got to see our favorite droid R2. And then, and then come on, Grogu right at the cockpit. I mean, you know, nothing's better than that. And, and to even see, uh, you know, her reaction, Mato's reaction of seeing Baby Yoda again, Grogu, was just, I mean, that was really when this episode just started getting like, I, I don't even want to say teary. I just kind of like, you know, gleaming of, of just like happiness. I mean, you know, I and I had to say absolutely quiet at you know early in the morning watching this episode <laughs> not to wake up anybody but i was just so excited once to see baby yoda come back to uh to the silver screen 
I love that she just roasted his name right away. She's like, Grogu? Mm-hmm. That's a stupid Grogu, yeah. name. That was everybody's thought when we found out Grogu. Like, what? No. And then, I mean, I guess it's grown a little bit, but she was right on it. I'm happy he got <laughs> fed right away. That's very important. He, he got his good food. My boy's got to eat. Um, and Arto yeah, was that, still being sassy like easy with him. Always. All yeah. Archie's always got some sass, man. Absolutely. He never, never lets it up. Now this was, I mean, it was like pure, like smiling ear to ear. I wasn't even like expecting it at that moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I knew it was, I didn't know what to, I really was not sure of what his decision would be, but it all made, it made all the sense in the world. Yeah. Um, was really happy to see him. And then right when you saw him, you knew like, oh, he's going to do some crazy stuff mm-hmm. in this episode. We knew what kind of battle was about to be coming. And you knew Grogu wasn't going to be able to, to keep his hands out of it. So I was just excited to see what, what he could possibly get into. Yeah, you have Chekhov's gun, but this was Chekhov's Grogu when he came all the way back <laughs> to Tatooine in the middle of this book of Boba Fett. Um, yeah, so he's there, obviously. We know he's there. Obviously, the reaction is great. You're right. It, it's almost like she was acting like the audience with her reactions to Grogu. And yeah, R2-D2, sassy as hell. R2-D2 is basically like everyone's sassy's, sassy yeah. aunt. Even though his memory's been wiped, debatably, like at certain points, he's seen some shit. He's seen some shit. So R2-D2 kind of has every right to be sassy. I agree, but then I think about it, and I'm like, wow, that's kind of like legitimate. So we get the no-go on negotiations, correct? Uh, On the first round of negotiations with the Major Domo. Cad Bane's pissed. Correct? Mm -hmm. Very pissed. I'm I'm just making sure I'm not going too – I don't want to go too far in the episode. So then, eventually, it comes down to a battle. We got, uh, you know, Boba with his squad and the mods. They're, you know, I I don't know what exactly Boba was doing. Because he doesn't have a huge roster. But it seemed like yeah. he stretched him pretty thin in this episode. And that kind of put him put him in a position uh, about halfway through the epi, Casale. Yeah, no, I mean, to see kind of his, his whole, uh, you know, point and take where, you know, to kind of spread out... Um, throughout Tatooine I mean you know I mean yeah it kind of would make sense to like hit him at different angles just to be prepared but at the same time you're kind of thinking like you know to spread everybody apart as opposed to you know get this ready game, for like this the game big... when I saw that Kersantan was in the Trandoshan territory when even the most casual Star Wars fan knows that Trandoshans and Wookiees don't get along as evidence in the first episode when the Trandoshan presented a Wookiee felt. <laughs> That's like picking up LeBron full court. Like that's not going to work out for you. Like just don't do it. So it was it was tough to see. I, I was I was hurting for my guy Boba. Some bad game planning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because of course we all know what's kind of coming, and um, you know that's. I mean, that's also you know the difference between you know the audience eyes and you know the characters eyes because obviously we all know what to expect. We all know what's happening. You know the outer works, whether good or bad. So to kind of play that route, you know, obviously it's a little like, okay, what's going on? Obviously we know Boba Fett and, and, you know, Mando, uh, Din Djarin can fully take care of themselves, but obviously, you know, it takes a, a whole army to, um, you know, to get in there and, and to be prepared. So, you know, it was definitely a, a different kind of approach to, to the start of this whole thing. But, um, you know, I mean, it, you know, it did kind of play out the way that I guess he always wanted it. <laughs> yeah it, 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 I, that's a way to put it can we just talk about how cool it was to see them flying together though like i've oh, never yeah. like like pure joy in watching any like i mean it was like comic book 
it really was like this you watch these action movies you watch star wars marvel movies whatever to see like those kind of those scenes those panels come to life and i was like a kid in a candy shop watching that was like this is this is all you could ask for the back-to-back the shooting it was what you you sent it earlier right maniac the it was the finale spoilers with no context or whatever and it had the iron man war machine that was it was that moment it was and i (laughs) love and that was my one of my favorite moments in the mcu too so i was a sucker for that it was it was just so much fun to see them go out and even against all odds whatever the having him read the read that off to cat to those guys um i don't even i can't remember the dude's name but read off the the surrender oh, yeah. was one of the best scenes. That Boba, Boba even like kind of changed it, like when he walked out, and he had yeah. no idea what he was reading. <laughs> that was actually pretty funny. Boba, Boba, like just so quickly, he's like, you know what? Yeah, I'll send you, buddy. Here, you go with this. <laughs> so, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Boba was decisive as hell in this episode. Like he the won. first round of negotiations, he just goes no. The first thing he just says is no. And then when he goes another round, he talks some shit. He just goes, negotiations are terminated. That yeah. That is a thing. That was a power move. Boba, whether he was in a position of power or not this episode, Boba was almost on power moves 24-7. For sure. It was pretty yeah. unbelievable. By the way, speaking of the, uh, the spoilers without context here. There we go. So, so far we got baby, baby Grogu in the pilot of the X-Wing. That's not responsible at all. There they are. Mando and Boba. Yeah, by the way, when Cad Bane just ripped off his helmet, I mean, I know we're coming to that point. It's not like a major spoiler. Like, that was a that was a like a gasp moment for me. That was badass. I was like, like, what the hell? Let's see what we got next here. Okay, so this is kind of Cad Bane, obviously. Um, is it uh, the next one's uh pretty aggressive. So we obviously get the battle. And it's kind of weird. I mean, I don't know, like, what the Pikes were doing. Like, did they have two, like, games? They had no game they plan. Were, they, like, no nobody really plan. had a game plan for Tatooine here. That's what I got to say is that this was kind of like, who wants it? Who's going to, like, who's <laughs> going to steal victory from the jaws of defeat? Because mm-hmm. the Pikes were game plan, if I could tell, was just like, hey, we got 16 to 20 dudes, and we're going to have them run around, like, the back alleys, like, just firing, <laughs> like, pretty despondently. But we also have some reinforcements on top of it. So with that said, Boba, Mando, they're kind of just like two on, what, like 20? They're flying yeah. out. They're getting pinged. It's kind of tough to see. It's tough to see when Mando and Boba are getting pinged. You're not really worried, but it's yeah, tough no. to see. It's yeah. tough to see. Yeah, this was uh, – they they were just out – they were just putting up volume shooter numbers, you know? They're just putting up all the shots. Like yeah, yeah. Mando, the, the, Mando the, and Boba were like, we're Russell Westbrook. All of us have to be Russell Westbrook today, and that's what yes. they did. And the, uh, yes, the Pikes are going like super 2012, like Kobe for sure. No doubt <laughs> yeah. about it. Um, yeah, no, it, I, you know, it's funny too, because um, growing up, uh, you know, when I was a kid, one of my favorite games was always, uh, they had the Star Wars Bounty Hunter game on uh, mm, on yes. PlayStation 2 and, and stuff. This is what it felt like, you know, like kind of yes. like that kind of life of, you know, kind of like zooming around. Obviously that was Django Fett, um, you know, Boba's dad. So you know, this is what kind of what it felt like, like a, you know, like a side mission, you know, I mean, that's, that's what you're here for is the, the Star Wars action. And, and it really showcased in the, in this episode alone. Yep. It was, it was a tough ask. And speaking of a tough ask, they're able to hold off the, the pikes when they get the reinforcements from the um, mods out of nowhere. And then they get Freetown. 
Freetown has, has entered the chat. Look folks. at them. Freetown didn't look like they were done. Um, I, they were definitely worried. Uh, obviously, when Cad Bane pulled the power move that he visited Freetown, that was pretty devastating. I'm not going to lie. You can see the emotion uh, through Boba in that scene as well. Um, but they come to the rescue. They kind of rally around him. Kind of like weird choreography for the fight. I'll be honest. It was a little sloppy. But I guess it would be like what how you would fight if you didn't game plan like for a fight at all. Dude, yeah. Up and started fighting. Because there were like 20 of them. Like within like ten feet of each other, just like firing like the same way, like right, like am, am I am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, no, this it was hilarious. No, I was I was laughing the whole time because I was thinking like the Pikes came in, they were like, oh, we're this big brute, we're ready to go, and they just come in like chicken head cut off. They're hiding behind barrels and stuff. I'm like, there's nothing else. They didn't have any like they couldn't drive in on some like speeders the, or something. The, the Pikes like were the Pikes were Auburn <laughs> at Arkansas last night. I mean, they yeah. thought they were ready, but then before they knew it, the lights went out oh man <laughs> like but, uh, but yes, Al, what do you think no yeah i mean you know the whole i mean obviously they all had this kind of idea of wanting to go to war but they really kind of didn't know i mean even that too like it. when mando showed up like he really hadn't like he told fett like i don't know if if freetown's gonna show up i don't know about Cobb vanth and that was even before you know what we saw when cad bane showed up so um, you know, they really had no idea what was going like they knew the job, but they just didn't have a, a set plan, which obviously throughout this episode, this kind of did seem like that very same thing where they were just kind of like, Okay, let's just go for it. We know the objective, let's just try and try and get it there any way we can, you know. So I mean, hell, you know, it's I mean, that's what Star Wars is. There's never, you know, I mean, so you know, it kind of worked in their favor. It did work in their favor, but what didn't work in their favor were all these attacks at the same time because the mods were able to survive. Chrysanthemum's getting mobbed, but guys. I know. <laughs> RIP to some real ones. And they, this was, this might be, I mean, Key Addy Mundy was always like my top, like, traumatic Star Wars death when Order 66 happens and he, like, looks back at his clones and he's like, come on. And, like, they just shoot him in the back. Like, that was always the most tragic death to me. But watching these poor Gamorrean guards literally get cliffsided and just have to fall to their death. Traumatic. Was this, uh, yeah. and this showed you that the Pikes of this is horrific, guys. Well, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, I mean, you know, no holds bar. This is, you know, they really, you know, they're there to destroy everything, you know? So obviously, you know, as much as these characters, you know, are, whether they're familiar faces or just, you know, characters we've grown up with, you know, that, you know, we, we show the love and appreciation for, it really does show the pikes are here, like to just devastate all. So like, that's why they're, they're the, the, the glooming threat that needs to be stopped within, you know, Boba's objective at least. Yeah, this was, it didn't look good from the start for him. I was like pulling for him. I was like, you know what? Maybe this is an underdog story, right? Like, no, it was, it was not to be, um, what a great, what a great, we'll have to put together. I don't know. Like I'll put together like a nice TikTok or something of great Gamorrean moments because they, <laughs> they deserve something. They deserve a tribute video up in the rafters, but they got to get something in the, in the palace for them. Yeah, this was, yeah, was their their axes. Their axes need to get raised get to the Raptors up. for sure. Got to get hung up. We need to see that. That needs to be the beginning of Boba Chapter Season Two, Book Book Two, whatever it's going to be called. 
That's going to be interesting because Boba, Boba has shown in this series, and we've talked about it, that he's more of an emotional guy than was just this suit that we always thought and everything. So I'm yeah. going to be very interested to see if after this battle where seemingly everybody on his side kind of survived, that was important. I mean, I know yeah. a couple of people from Freetown got shut down. I know a couple of mods got shot down, but you have your Fennec Shand, you know, surviving so far. Um, with that said, very interested to see if he's emotional about that um, because obviously he's shown that emotional side in this mm-hmm. series. So we're continuing on. We got the fight. And like I said, everybody's shining because everybody's having their moments. Um, I thought Mando maybe could have uh, whipped out a couple more moves in here. He's just kind of blasting and flying around for the most part. With that said, the Pikes aren't messing around. After getting, you know, kind of trounced a little bit, after getting run up on, they're bringing out the droids, the droid walkers. The destroyers. The droidicas. They, they yeah. look like big, the big dist- old droidicas. Like, you know, the destroyers from the prequels from like episode one. Mm-hmm. The ones I freaking hated as a kid because those they were, were like, scary. The, those were, you, you know, you couldn't beat them because they had the shield. They were pretty much just huge destroyers, you know? So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and it's funny too because when they first showed up, I looked and I was like, that, that looks so familiar. And I'm like, maybe that's just like a different thing. They just have shields too, but it, to me, it just felt like an overblown version of that, which, yeah. I mean, again, you know, I, you know, again, going back to, you know, games as a child, I used to also play, like, the Episode 1 game on, on the PlayStation. And going through, you know, the the um, the Trade Federation uh, uh, ship, you know, that was always the, the droid that you couldn't get past. It was always so tough to get because they had the shield and, and they just shot, like, so much. So obviously having this up their sleeve, like come on, like that's like if if you need to have a weapon, like that's it, like that's and they have two, so it, like <laughs> how, how, like, geez, that was you know something to to really show your guns. Bro, I thought those bitches were gonna start rolling. I was terrified. Yeah. That's exactly my first thought. I was like, these are gonna start rolling over people and running them over. What are they gonna do? They had a good answer though, maniac. They they did have a good answer for the big boys. They did have a good answer for the big boys. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, I think I did bumble the timeline a little bit because I got it. We got to make sure we have all our ducks in order. The mods yeah. survive. Fennec Shan saves them, obviously. Now, here's the thing. Kersantan kind of gets buried by about 20 yeah. trained oceans, and it cuts away. This is like, I want to I get your guys' thoughts on this. Then he does come back. He makes a heroic return. Pulls off a move that was amazing. I'm pretty sure he threw a trained ocean into the air like five feet from him. And then put like his laser gun into like shotgun mode and shotgunned him. And he like flew like 40 feet. It was incredible. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible. With that said, where do you guys stand on this kind of fake out death? Was this earned? Was it eh? What'd you think? I mean, I you know, I <clears throat> it, it's funny when they always go like fake out deaths and whatnot. I don't think I don't think this was as much as a big fake out. Like I remember in the Rise of Skywalker when they tried to fake out killing Chewie. And then he just came back. I don't think it's as much as that. Um, but, you know, as far as kind of showing a true, you know, what what the capabilities of, of Chrysanthemum is and, and how, you know, vicious and and reliable he is, I think that alone kind of shows that, you know, even though, you know, when the chips are down, he's still, you know, trying to get in there every, every last hit he can. So... You know, it was kind of like, like I said, I don't know if it was that big of a big kind of like fake out. Like, haha, you thought he's dead, but he's not. But as far as, you know, getting in there, like it kind of, you know, kind of showcased, you know, his character. He's not giving up. He's there, you know, to fight, you know, aside uh, Boba and, and 
you know, really complete the task. I th- honestly thought he was going to start ripping their arms off. So, yeah, I was well, definitely yeah. faked out. After I, I thought he was going to be laying there for a second. We were going to wait like two, three, and then, bam, arms were going to come off. That's really what I was hoping for. Um, yeah, it was weird. That, it was weird that they tried to do that. Like, because in one hand, I was like, no way these like four dudes are going to take this Wookiee out. But then I was also like, they got to like, kill somebody off in this, right? Like, so maybe mm. it's just going to be Chrysanthemum. They'll find him there ripped up and it'll be but yeah it was it was a strange moment but hey he he is one of the most skilled fighters in the galaxy in the universe so he he has some crazy i want to see the fight i want to see how he got out of it i mean they kind of buried the lead with that more than anything we need some (laughs) some behind the scenes footage of chrysanthemum ripping arms off we'll get to that in a second but like you alluded to they got the big walkers they're kind of like they're kind of a mixture between atst size adats because like they're kind of like awkward to move around so it's a little weird going with that all of a sudden you just you 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 see him you you hear him he's moving around it's kind of like the jurassic park (laughs) t-rex scene the rancor is on the list Sometimes, guys, storylines follow through. So, you know, you don't always get to see what happens with Thor in Vegas. You don't always get to see, you know, Owen Wilson ride a jet ski in Loki. You know, you don't always get to see what you want. But we get to see Boba Fett riding a Rancor and absolutely dominating the Pikes. Gentlemen, thoughts was going on? I was I was guffawed in the, word, oh, in the best man. way. Guffawed. You know, and it's funny that you say that it kind of, you know, had a Jurassic Park feel to it because that's how I felt, you know, watching, you know, watching it this morning where it kind of, you know, it was leading into like, what is that in the background? Is that, you know, we don't know, but we just, you know, feel the tension to then having him come in. And, you know, again, a rancor, this has been a creature, you know, given to us ever since the original trilogy where we didn't really know the true power of it i mean even if if i'm if i'm not mistaken the rankers too that was a big special edition change in return of the jedi where he wasn't shown as much in the original cut of return of the jedi but then when he went back when george lucas went back then he kind of like put 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 them in and and really kind of focused more on you know what the creature design was so to get it fully fleshed and i think that's what that's what's really cool about these shows is they kind of get to go back, you know, with these familiar creatures and characters and really kind of flesh them out in ways where we never see them. I mean, this guy's huge. Like it, it, it really <laughs> kind of shows a, you know, a true power to it. So, and then with Boba, you know, again, I mean, you know, going back to the old Western vibes, I mean, this is, you know, him riding in, like, let's, you know, come on, like I'm here again. Like, let's do this. Like this was kind of, this was an, like a, a cool moment. So you guys, you guys both said Jurassic Park, and that's surprising to me because I was thinking more of a movie that we tend to talk about a lot for some reason, and was I was thinking Godzilla. I, that mm. reminded me of, of, I mean, not riding him, I, that's not a thing, but especially once he starts getting into battle mode and everything, seeing, seeing him and just the big monster kind of swinging around and doing everything, I got big Godzilla vibes. Kong, yeah. Kong vibes too, a little bit. When he went bit. on the big tower at the end, I yeah. got big time Congress. I was waiting for him to start laughing, as we know well, our, yeah, our, our favorite scene, say, our favorite scene in laugh. cinema. If yeah. that rancor had just let out a chuckle after yeah. Boba just torched somebody, that would have been <laughs> that would have been a plus and would have cemented uh, Peloni as up there with the greats. But uh 
Yeah, so obviously it was kind of go- – but you know what? When I think about it, when I think about the action, right, like there was never like a cool scene. There, like, like, yeah, he whipped one of the walkers and like threw it. But like it was kind of like awkward the whole time, yeah. right? And I guess that's how it would be. Like, you know, you always see fight scenes and everything's all elegant. And all the moves like are all, you know, very choreographed. This kind of felt like two groups running at each other, one kind of animalistic like super creature – and, you know, just having them fight it out. Now, the poor city was a little bit decimated. Like, I have to think that there are going to be some people. This is kind of like Daenerys and, and her dragons to some people. Like, <laughs> I would assume, like, yeah, I had a nice house. And then Boba Fett's, like, Rancor, like, stood on it. And now I have, like, a bunch of travel. But with that said, um, yeah, obviously, they're able to hold off the pikes. They're able to kill the droids all as well. And they're able to... Uh, hold off and preserve Tatooine for the moment or most Espa. Yeah. yeah and and this mean, goes back to my point, by the way, this was all over spice and it all turned out that spice. like, like they literally spice. came. Yeah. Yeah. They came to Boba and they were like, if you just let us run this, like, we'll be good. Like we don't even, we don't even want the territory. Like we're not mm-hmm. going to claim it. We just want to run it. And he's like, nah, bro. Like, so I want to talk to you guys real quick as we wrap up the book of Boba Kind of like he wanted, he wants to do the right thing. He, like Boba Fett's gone straight. Yeah, he's a it's a baby face turn. I never thought we'd Big see the day. Big time baby face turn. We never had a cat baby heel heel push with with a with a Boba Fett face turn. And the um and the thing about it. Uh, you know what he referred to Cad Bane as like a cold blooded killer or something. Too, yeah, ruthless they were talking, murderer. Or something yeah, so, like so that, you yeah. can see that there's, and, and this is what you love about the universe is that there's like a di- that even though they might kill for the bounties and things, there's a different like way that they all look at it and how they yeah. like respect each other based on the tactics and everything they use. So I thought that was very exciting. But yeah, at the end of the day, the book of Boba Fett to me, guys, it is definitely back heavy. I mean, anyone would have to be like you know comatose or in a back to tank. Not to think so. Um, but with that said, um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a great watch. Like, I can't wait to speed watch these. Because I think when you watch the first three episodes or four episodes all together, those will play really well. And I yeah. think these last three episodes are mm-hmm. literally going to be like watching the most exhausting Star Wars movie you've ever seen. I mean, that's basically two hours and 30 it's like minutes. A tat- it's a Tatooine Star Wars movie. It's is two hours and 30 minutes of an amazing Star Wars movie. So I can't wait to rewatch these guys because I know we've, we've only been able to do it on a week-by-week basis. Haven't been able to make our way back. But, you know, when I finally went back watching Mando in preparation for this, like that first episode with Baby Yoda is so electric. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, Absolutely. Just thinking about this now. So happy. You know, and I didn't mean to wind down our, our Boba Fett topic. Finishing thoughts, guys, on this episode. I mean, no, it, sure. No, yeah. I mean, you know, it's this show really has kind of uh you know, kind of had its own twists and turns too. I mean, as far as the whole idea, I mean, even when Boba Fett showed up in season two Amando, I mean, let alone, you know, the kind of progression of what we've gotten with uh you know, the Mandalorian idea within these these kind of shows, you know, all the way back where Boba Fett was going to be a movie, you know, that was going to be a spinoff movie and they were going to just try and do their own thing. Then plans changed, scripts had rewrites, all that stuff. And it seemed like the whole idea kind of got changed when Disney Plus was, you know, when Disney was coming out with their streaming service. Then they did Mandalorian, which that was a whole show that we kind of didn't know what to expect. And then, I mean, two seasons later, it was just like, Wow, we fell in love with it. We love both of the characters. 
And then, holy crap, now you bring a Boba Fett in after all this time. We thought he was dead. Like, you know, there was so much lore that they couldn't really explain. So to co- to kind of go into this, um, you know, I, I mean, it really was kind of like a roller coaster ride of just what they were trying to do. I mean, even all the way back, like I was sold, like once they kind of showed, you know, how he survived to all of a sudden go in, you know, this whole kind of thing. I mean, yeah, it was kind of straightforward and and kind of like a little side thing of of not much as glorified as Star Wars is going from planet to planet. Things that we've gotten within the Mandalorian, which is, you know, I mean, as far as new Star Wars content, I think that is up there, you know, personally as as personal as it to me, like that is up there as top tier of what they're what they're doing now, that's what they're doing right. So to kind of go into the last three episodes of bringing even Mando back and kind of, you know, a precursor to season. I mean, like as much as I really love, you know, I did really enjoy the show. I mean, it makes me so excited for Mando season three more than Boba Fett season two, if we're even going to get that. So, you know, to kind of have end it with Mando coming in and, and then kind of, you know, giving us things where, you know, bringing, you know, Luke coming in luke and ahsoka which is characters i didn't even expect to see in a boba fett show or to have to have you know baby yoda come back and and again you know like kind of stuff that was glossed over i mean the moment that really took me this whole episode was when mando and grogu finally saw each other after you know the whole time i thought that was the greatest i forget you know pure joy moment that was the greatest Star Wars moment I've seen recently. Like that was just amazing to me. He, it was just so so earned and and so beloved, so Hell, pure, so pure. And that's what I thought. Kind of, we were gonna get not in a Boba Fett show. I thought we were gonna just wait until that was it with season three. I thought the cliffhanger last last week was gonna kind of lead us into season three of Mando. So, you know, we we just been getting nothing but gifts. You know, like within within Star Wars and. And whether it's Easter eggs and and it kind of showcases how much you really need to kind of pay attention, know your audience. You got to expect like, you know, you, you need to learn these characters and care for. And I think what they're doing, let alone with Boba Fett, what they're doing now with Mando and that whole sides, I think is really, you know, where where they they have their money, you know, like that's it. So. Again, and this is a Boba Fett show, so I don't want to talk about too much with Mando. Just it, this episode made me so excited for season three. But I mean, yeah, I think having Tamara Morrison back as Boba Fett, having Fennec Shan in the having so much stuff, you know, Slave One, all that goodness. I think this was just fun. It was just a fun kind of, you know, I mean, anytime you know we're we're back in a galaxy far, far away is always a good time with me. Um, so it was just, you know, such a, a nice treat to have, you know, whether whether or not, you know, you can def- design it as lore. I think that's what's great about Star Wars 2 is you can make your own canon. So whether you consider this canon or not, I mean, whatever. It's just it was a fun episode. Make fun your show. own canon. It is, absolutely. That's I fully believe what? that. I fully believe that you can decide like that's what you know, everyone always complain and and disagree agrees and listen i have obviously this is a lot i mean it's true i i think that what you're saying definitely i get what you mean yeah when there were six movies and like nothing else yeah but now they're making a ton of things like canon like when they mentioned like Grand Admiral Thrawn in Mandalorian people are losing their minds yeah Yeah. Grand Admiral Thrawn's then officially like in the camp yeah Mm -hmm. that's true 
It's kind of like, Absolutely. so it's very interesting. I, I, I get what you're saying. It's like, don't do. hate on someone. Let them enjoy it the way they want to. Let them interpret That's it the right. way they want to. Yeah. Exactly. Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy right. what I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia got me. Oh, my goodness. I felt oh, like Boba getting bear hugged right there. <laughs> By the way, which, I know we wore it down, but we got the glory of a uh, post credit scene. And after a little bit of a swerve with that town, like, barkeeper kind of alluding to Cobb Vanth having uh, been shot in cold blood and killed. He's in the back to tank, folks. Yeah. He's back. You'd have to be crazy to get rid of Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, there was no way. There's no way. When they said he was was, there's no way. There's no way that guy's gone. I gotcha. I gotcha. That's going to be a, I think that the Tatooine, like Tatooine is clearly somewhere that they want to continue to explore with what they're, whatever, whatever they're doing, Tatooine is going to be the central. It's been the central of, I mean, everything. It's been the (laughs) central of everything. And it's, and as much as people want to, whatever you want to say about the Skywalker saga and how much they stay connected to it, everything else, it's not going, I don't think that that's going away. Obviously Mm -hmm. you said, you mentioned with the Ahsoka show, I think that that's, that the reason Ahsoka shows up in this is just be, to give us the little tidbit of what we should expect, like where she her head is at going into that. But I think that this is not the last of Boba and this is not the last of the stories of Tatooine. The, the four episodes, the way you said it earlier, Maniac, was kind of perfect because rewatching this is going to be really interesting because if this is a book, the first four episodes felt like a prologue, kind of. It was giving us all the backstory we really needed on Boba to kind of understand how they can move forward with all these other colorful characters that have been brought in over the last however many years since Mando season one came in. And then that kind of felt like the natural progression step. Um, And we know there's more good stuff coming and more with this, a lot more with this story too. And it felt, it was a weird, it was a little, and we felt like obviously five and six and seven took a different turn than from the first four. But I think once we get to the grand scheme of things, all these are going to have such a great place and it was just it was enjoyable throughout just for different reasons throughout mm-hmm. enjoyable throughout no doubt about it there and with go. that said we get a little respite from some star wars action a little bit of respite but they knew what they were doing yeah and they dropped the bomb today may 25th oh, they alluded to it i think they alluded to it last week um but yeah just enough time gonna be about three months to relax. Yeah. i'm not gonna lie now i i love speculating i love being incorrect they're my two favorite things i do them all the time with that said um as they went to the end of the episode in the back to tank especially with what boba said i could have sworn we were gonna because i saw him in the town he was eating the melon or whatever so i knew it wasn't Kersant in the back of the tank but i thought for sure for sure i knew what was gonna happen they were gonna show us Kersantin in the back to tank and as we all know Kersantin had a very infamous interaction with one Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to get a quick, like, jump cut, like, sound cut. Like, and then that was going to be it. But, nope, we get Timothy Olivant. But I thought that would have been cool. Yeah, I mean, who, who knows? Maybe we'll get kind of like an introduction of, of Chrysanthemum. Because this still, I mean, this also still takes place after Return. So, I mean, you know, sadly, Obi is, is long gone, um, you know, timeline-wise. So, I mean... Who knows? Maybe we'll get the birth of Chrysanthemum. Everything's crossing over now. You but know, we like have a Luke. The thing. the thing is, we have a Luke, and so we can always get a Force Obi Wan back. Oh, absolutely! No, absolutely. And with, with a Grogu and, and everything, I think yeah. Ewan is definitely lining up to give us more of that. a Force oh, Force Obi Wan down the future. That's right. 
I mean, I am so excited for Obi-Wan. Just wait till Grogu is eventually a Jedi and he's got Force Luke and Obi-Wan on his side. Because that's that's my grand prediction is that's where we're heading towards with uh, with Grogu there. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm I'm so excited for Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, having Ewan come back and the possibilities, having Hayden come back. I mean, come on. I think that, you know. For, a Darth for, Vader Obi Wan lightsaber fight is yeah. going to happen on our screen. Absolutely. A new one. Absolutely. I mean, you know, for 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 all the people that do give you know the prequels, you know, some slack and all that shit. Like I, you know, I I'm a prequelist at heart as well. I, I grew up watching <laughs> them. So so to have Ewan back and and all that yeah. stuff, I think that is. Just so such so, such greatness that and if the prequels really did one thing, if the prequels did one thing well, is that they did a great job of the Anakin Obi Wan relationship and Absolutely. making it really because the one thing that everybody that sticks with everybody is is the fight on Mustafar and the only reason yeah. it sticks with everybody is because of how mm-hmm. emotional it was like we Battle make fun of, the of it there's memes about it whatever but it's yeah. because we all when I we first watched it we're like oh shit exactly yeah no but, there, yeah. but it's a reason so i'm and to explore Oof. that even more especially on this side that they're obviously the side we know that they end up being whew, it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun yeah mm-hmm. it's gonna be fun and speaking of fun thank you for tuning along with us folks along this ride well, I was trying to think real quick while we write this down here on what's train arc watching, which is always on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, all the above, all the fun. What show is this for us? Four? That we're Loki, wrapping up? What if? We did, Loki, we, we did what if WandaVision, did we, right? No, we didn't. I, do I don't think we did WandaVision, no, do but, WandaVision. I, but I thought we may have done some of Falcon and Winter We did Winter Falcon Soldier. and Winter Soldier, though. Yeah, we definitely did. So this is four. You're right. Okay, I got you. I was, yeah. I was trying and, to... and some movies in there too. We've we've done. Oh, I mean a ton of movies. Yeah, the movies those, too. So a lot of That's excitement, fun. but uh, a yeah, lot of fun. Shows. A lot of fun. Yeah, um, it's been a lot of fun doing this. Hope you've been having Absolutely. fun with us. Tune along, folks. Make sure you tune along. Make sure you're following these guys on Twitter. Casali Files, Jake Micah. Wait, is it not Jake Micah? Fifteen. I changed anymore? it. Isn't this it? is what Isn't I'm your going. Friend your friend Jake. Your friend Jake. <laughs> because no one knows how to spell my name, so I gave up. <laughs> oh my god that's like sad that like that's why you did it like, no it's not the only reason why like is it your, no your like, friend jake yeah. your friend jake is good it's smooth it looks like a co- it's a space instead of a comma i figured i'd i'd try this one out for a little bit yeah. micah micah is it doesn't catch on though people people still spell it or say it wrong so i'm just you know sometimes you got to do what you got to do there's all kinds of name changes. Listen, K K Adams, K Adams is not K Adams. Look that up. Good morning, football. It's not. Oh. People lie about their names all the time. I'm just joining. That's true. That's true. Facts are facts. <laughs> Make sure you're using the right name. Make sure you are playing the right game. Because here at What's Trainer Ogachi, you know it's not about next month's budget. You know it's not about next week's oh, meal budget. plan. Oh. You know it is about next, next week's, week's episode.